check, 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 my favorite, yeah, it's our time! You know what, when the train comes, I'm just gonna pop paper, yeah, that'll be the theme of this podcast, that's what'll happen. Um, and giving some it's our times. But uh, I'm so happy to be here. Uh, welcome to the Paperboy Prince podcast. You know what? And since we were, we got the mask cover, I think, I think we're good. Um, so we're right here outside of the legendary paperboyprince.com love gallery. We got some vintage clothes for sale. We got the community fridge right here. Um, we're right here on Myrtle Broadway. Ha <laughs> paper, yeah. On Myrtle Broadway, 1254. 1254 Myrtle Avenue. You can still hear me when I'm talking like that. So I'm going to just keep talking and then, um, yeah. And you're welcome to come inside during the podcast. I'm so excited to be here. We have a lot to talk about, um, you know, as far as it relates to politics, love, uh, life, um, so much more. Uh, Shout out to to the whole team making this happen. Zach, Stefano, we got Lissa here. We got Brianna working inside, spreading love. It's our time, ha, paper, yeah. So, okay, the crazy thing about 2020 was that so many things happened. And it just seemed like a, a movie, a uh, like a crazy end of the world movie that like, you know, it's cool to follow some character in, but now this is our real life. And we were hoping for 2021, it would be, it would change, excuse me. <laughs> and now you see in 2021, it's a lot more of the same. That makes a lot of things confusing, you know, uh, for people that the whole situation that happened at the United States Capitol which we might as well start there because, um, you know, when we're taping this, that it just happened. So, yeah, the stuff that happened there, it's hard to really process. It's hard to really um, have a know what that means at a time like this. Honestly, it's really, I feel like, a distraction. You know what my initial feeling about it is this. And I, I, I feel like I can say this because it'll be different than a lot of takes that you've already heard on social media and on the news. And I don't want to, like, regurgitate a lot of that. But, you know, um, my biggest issue I have with the Capitol takeover, not the biggest issue, but, but a main issue is that now, because it's already happened, because people have already taken over the Capitol, they didn't have a plan. They didn't have like a, a course of action, a, a demands. They didn't have things that they wanted to accomplish that were extremely strategic. Now that they just kind of did this, when the hand has already put, been played in the modern era of the people taking over the capital, and now we kind of like sh- sh- kind of you know shot our shot, and the government knows how to stop it and quell it now because they already had this happen. They've seen the timing, the time of day, the, the types of people that have, what they use, what they were wearing, how the f- first responders acted. 
So now that's going to make it harder for somebody else to do it for good when we actually need to, like the founding fathers said that might have to happen in the Constitution. That's one of my biggest problems that's going to have with it, outside of the fact that it was just blatantly bigoted in so many ways. Um, and if that's not obvious to you, like you really need to do your research in the things that these people were wearing, the types of things that they were saying in the live streams. I mean, and I'm not the biggest fan of the police, but at the same time, I've never fought a police officer that wasn't out of one side of my mouth saying blue lives matter out of the other side these people were actually trampling the cops like it was crazy if you see some of the videos at the beginning like when they first were like breaching those like first couple of cops they was like they were like trampled it was a lot um and and then they had the nerve to be like we're on your side we support you we're on your side i'm like wow like that was crazy and then some of them actually uh you know, some of them actually, we got some dog action happening. <laughs> some of them actually were beefing in real life. So, so yeah. Um, so, right now, yeah, we're having a podcast. If you want to come on and talk for a second. Uh, yeah, you can come back if we're still out here. One love. Yeah, so that's also, so I want to let you all know who are watching. The kind of the concept of this is, hey, we got the love gallery. We're spreading love. We're going to allow people in the neighborhood that want to talk they can come through and talk and uh i can interview them they can ask questions um we're gonna it's gonna be positive we'll, we'll see how it goes it's an experiment yeah like there's so many people all across the world that want to know what it's like on the street in brooklyn in bushwick right now all the time <laughs> so i think that's the special part about this but um okay hello hi how's it going Oh, we're neighbors. Yeah, if you want to come and talk, we have a podcast. We're having people stop by and talk if you want to say hi for a sec. You want to sit right here? Yeah, yeah. Stop, step right in. You're a, our first official guest. Oh, my God. I'm honored. Should I take off my mask? Thank you. We're, cool. I'll, I'll keep it on just in case. Yeah. Um, we're going to have big major guests on here, too. Um, I'm talking like Barack Obama. No way. Oprah. All right. uh, LeBron James. <laughs> We're, we're aiming for the stars. That's awesome. But I'm so happy. I'm so excited. I'm showing my smile. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm elated. Our first official guest is you. And can you please introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Morgan Meadows. Oh, my goodness. Morgan <laughs> Meadows, Eminem. That's me. Wow. <laughs> wow. We're going to have Eminem on the podcast at some point, yeah. too. We got some stuff to talk about. Uh, yeah. Morgan, and we're neighbors. We are neighbors. Who would have thunk that me uh, doing my laundry drop-off would turn into uh, this guest guest star role hey. on this podcast? I couldn't have dreamt of a better Thursday? What's yes. today? Thursday. Yes, yes, yes. How amazing is that? So amazing. <laughs> you know, and we're, we're so honored. So thanks for being here. Um, thanks for having me. So first off, you're our neighbor. I am. What type of stuff... Well, have you been living in this specific uh, spot for a while? I don't want to put... If, if any question feels too invasive, that would be... Because I, I have a follow-up. So have you been living in this specific spot That's, for a while? It's very nice of you to preface it with that. Yeah. Uh, I just moved into this building in October, but I've lived in Brooklyn for four years. Okay, great, yeah. great. 
So you just moved to this building. Yeah. So you just moved to this neighborhood. So were you in another neighborhood? I lived in Williamsburg and my partner lived in Bushwick, like five blocks away. So he's no stranger to Bushwick, but Bushwick's kind of new to me. And I love it. (laughs) So what are some things that you want to see from that you think would be cool for the love gallery to have going on since we're neighbors that you would like, you know what I mean? Think would be cool to have on your block. I'm just honestly curious. That's an amazing question. Yeah. Yeah. Owner, like I'm just curious about that. Well, one of my favorite things about Bushwick so far and in my time, like, you know, when I was visiting my boyfriend and stuff before we lived together is the sense of community. And just the fact that you're even doing this is a pretty a positive step in the right direction with like community building, especially in these times. We're all pretty socially starved. So having like a smiling face in a conversation when the world sometimes feels like it's falling apart is like very, very proactive. And I give a big round of applause to that. Wow. <laughs> Thank you. Wow. Well, thank you. Thank you. And thank you for your willingness to to do this because, you know, it's not always easy. And and even especially in the wintertime to keep that going. And and the hard part of the wintertime is that's a lot of time when people need it most. That sense of community, that sense of togetherness, that, you know, that sense of um, we're going to make it. So as far as things that you want to see for New York City, um, because I don't know if you know, I'm actually running for mayor of New York. You are? I am. Oh my God, that's amazing. Yeah. Congratulations, that's a huge step. Thank you, thank you, I'm excited. And um, part of our tagline is Paperboy 2021, everybody <laughs> having some fun, Paperboy 2021, 2021. everybody having <laughs> some, some fun. fun. <laughs> and it's fun and funds too. Ah, like funds with a DS? Come on now. I love it. Hey, exactly. <laughs> so everybody having fun and funds. and um, Yeah. So we got a whole bunch of stuff coming. Um, but as far as things that you would want to see for the city that you think that, like, and uh, it could be something as little to, that you might think is a little thing or something that's like a big thing that you feel like is impossible. Some things that you want to see from in this city or in this neighborhood that, that can change or that can help happen? What, what do you think? That's an amazing question because I feel like this time in history is so unprecedented <laughs> that it's almost like impossible to say there's so much change I want to see. But ultimately, like I'm waiting for this pandemic to get better so that we can like work on social change. You know what I mean? But that's like so much bigger than me. You know what I mean? That's like an activism thing. But... I mean, I feel like community and communication are like the things that I'm most excited about in these times because it's all we have. (laughs) You know what I mean? So I don't know, even just things like this, like opening the door of communication so that there can be flow both ways, because otherwise, you know, the the times can look pretty devastating. Like it can seem like too much. Definitely. Definitely. A hundred percent. Yeah, that's why. one of my main policies is spreading love. People often think that people need all these outside things, but the main thing that we need is love, someone that we can care about, someone that we can depend on. That's how, and if you look at the statistics, a lot of the people that have, have kind of uh, had issues in society, right? Their biggest factor that hurt them was somewhere in their childhood, somewhere in their adolescence, somewhere as an adult. 
There was a breakdown in the love. There was a breakdown in the love and the care and the, you know, community. The community failed them. The love failed them, you know? Um, yeah, you're right. You're so right. And, and I love operating from a point of we're only as strong as our weakest link. Agreed. You know, if you have a, um, if you got a bridge and you're like, well, this whole half of the bridge is really strong. It's like, yeah, but these planks here are going to break. Right. And then it can't function as a bridge at all. So what's the entire point? <laughs> yeah. And then totally it's making it. other ones, other ones have to take up, you know, more on it. Mm -hmm. So um, anyway. That's a great metaphor. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I'm, are there any, uh, any other <laughs> thoughts that you have? I'm really excited to support this venture of yours. And I really hope when we're all vaccinated and all this stuff is looking a little bit better that we can have like, that there can be like a shindig that happens. You know, like a, where we can all like have that social interaction we're craving and those conversations and we can have fun and like do some drinking. Listen, listen. High-fiving, hugging. Listen, the <laughs> motto is Paperboy 2021. Everybody have, have some fun. Come no, on, now really you already it. know. We have fun. It's already been in, in, it's already etched in stone. We're going to have fun. It's cemented. Yes, it's going to happen. And we're going to have some consistent stuff popping off that, again, it's going to be socially distanced. It's going to be spaced out. Hell yeah. But it's going to still, we still can't not get involved with the community just right. because of, um, you know, the, our circumstances. Right. There's a safe way to do it. That's awesome. Right. And I'm we so have to that. find the safe way. Yeah, absolutely. F yeah. Am I allowed to say fuck yeah? <laughs> We're keeping it clean. Heavens, but... yes. I can't. I'm so excited for that. I'm really excited to support you. That's <laughs> so cool. Have paper, yeah. We'll get Zach to edit that out. Yeah, just, just so do we'll a bleep it out. Maybe bleep. we'll get a haha paper over it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. To do the haha paper. Haha yes. <laughs> paper. Yeah, and and could you also say uh, it's our time? It's our time. But when you say it's our time, you have to say it like this. It's our time! It's our time! Hey. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. Morgan Meadows. Yeah, that's, I'm Morgan Meadows. Yes. I appreciate all you guys. This energy is really nice and very welcome in these times. So Definitely. I Thank appreciate you, you guys. Woohoo! Thank you. <laughs> I'm going to go take the lights off my Christmas tree and put it on the curb here in a second. So see you in a moment. <laughs> all right. Thank you. Yes, we'll, I'll be seeing you all the time. We're neighbors now. So, yeah. We have a new guest. Hop on in. Awesome. Welcome. Thank you. Ha, ha, paper. Yeah, so we just had our first guest. And right now we're having the podcast. We're on the street. You know, we're not... Um, pre-interviewing anybody we're just having people come up i could be crazy it, no 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 no. you very well could be i i could as well but we're we're not pre-interviewing we're just saying hey you know like the idea is coming together talking to people not qualifying it not saying hey you know we have to find ways to come together because this whole quarantine we've been separated that that's the, the name of the game was to separate so we have to put a conscious effort in how can we come together because we need it now you know um but anyway so happy to have you can can thank you, tell you. Me who i'm speaking with 
What's that? Who am I speaking with? My name is Ben. I'm a singer-songwriter, performer, actor. Uh, I uh, live. I've lived in Brooklyn for five years now, and I love it here. Awesome. Can I just say I love what you're wearing? I love the sh everything from like the head to the feet, from the hat to the sweater to the scarf to the matching suit and pants to the the shoes. I'm I'm living for it. You know? Hey, thank you. Yes, thank you so much. This actually is from. I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm gonna tell you exactly who it's from. <laughs> who is it from? Alejandra Alonso Rojas, which is amazing. Alejandra Alonso Rojas. Uh, okay. So. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the M train. So yes, so so happy to have you. Thank ben. you, Ben. Correct? Ben, yes. And uh, your your pronouns? He him. Okay, perfect, perfect. And I'm using all pronouns right now with love. My, my, we should talk about pronouns. And what's your podcasts. name? Uh, I'm Paperboy Love Prince. Hi, Paperboy the Prince. Yes, yes. So I'm um, Paperboy Love Prince, and uh, here love with Ben. Prince. So, first off, my first question that I'm going to ask you is, you know, what types of things? do you want to see happening more in the community uh, that currently you feel like aren't happening? Can I bounce that right back to you? Please. I know this is a bad, bad like interview, interviewee kind of thing, but what would you like to see? I'm kind of curious. Hey, listen, I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> <laughs> but for me, you know, what I would like to see is more collaboration and more togetherness, you know? because a lot of the things that they use to call like empowerment and all this other stuff, a lot of times it ends up being divisive. Um, so finding ways to teach people that, I think from a young age in school, we need to teach the kids about being a good person. Oh yes. Like ethics, like how to be a good friend how to be a good boyfriend, oh, how yes. to be a good girlfriend, how to be a good wife, how to be yes. a good husband, yes. how to be a good mom, how to be a good brother. Like you should be learning that in school, under, in my opinion. Yeah. But why are we learning the Pythagorean theorem, but we're not learning how to be a good friend, how to be a good neighbor when you spend so much more time being a neighbor than the, doing the Pythagorean theorem. Well, theorem. Tri triangles are interesting. I, 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 You're I not going to hear me bashing triangles because I, I love a good triangle. <laughs> I, I love good triangles too. I but you're right. You're I love the right. I love the pyramids. I love all this stuff. But you know, we're we're not so much of this stuff we aren't using. And there's so much time we have there where we could be learning. Oh, this is how you resolve a conflict. This is how you get over a breakup. This is how you deal with getting uh, fired from your job. This is how you learn how to. Uh, manage your funds or whatever it oh is. Oh my goodness. If you're talking about education reform, I'm totally on board. I, I, I love that idea. And, and I'm thinking of it as more of, because one of my big things I like to say is like, raising the collective consciousness of the people. Meaning like, we gotta have a better, 
we gotta want more from us. You see what I'm saying? We have to want more from people. We gotta want people to be better people, like us to like evolve as humans. You know, um, like how do we, how is that measured? There's a lot of ways that we can think that through, but yeah. So can I just jump in here? Because I I feel that very strongly, and and um, you know don't underestimate the power of small kindnesses. Uh, and this kind of ties into what happened yesterday, um, where um, the uh, mob stormed the Capitol building. And is that why you're doing this podcast? Is that, or is no, this a regular thing? So actually, so I'm also uh, I'm Paperboy Love Prince. I um, I'm also running for mayor of New York. Oh. Yeah, I, a little background on me. I'm an artist and an activist, an athlete. I've, I've done a lot of uh, work in that realm. This summer we've, you know, hosted and threw a lot of protests and I also ran for Congress. We got some of the most votes per dollar in the state of all time. And uh, now we're running for mayor and we're doing it on a platform of love uh, basic income, healthcare for all, uh, housing for all, a greener New York, um, more futuristic schools. You got my vote. I'll tell you that. Wow, thank you. Thank I, you. And I will say, going back to, to, you know, just basic human decency. Uh-huh. Yesterday, you saw a lot of um, kindness on the part of the police officers in Washington, D.C. Uh-huh. You saw them treating uh, the... the uh, protesters, mob riot, insurrection, coup, whatever you want to call it. You saw them treating them very kindly. And there's one image that sticks in my mind of a police officer sort of leading this woman who wasn't so good at walking down the steps of the Capitol building. You know what I'm talking about. I see some nods. I didn't see that. He's leading her down. He's holding her hand. Uh-huh. And leading her down very gently. Wait, wait. She was storming. She was a person... That stormed the Capitol. Yes. And he's now leading. She's not in handcuffs. No, no, not at all. As a matter of fact, he was he was holding her hand and, and leading her down as she walked. Wow. And I, uh, I, I, what I did see is I also saw them. There was a point where there's a bunch of people trying to get through. And they're like, let them through. And then the cops just open up the I things saw that. and I let saw them through. And then they just like walk. And like, everybody's like, yeah. I'm like. I saw that too. And I had a bunch of friends who were talking to me yesterday and saying, how dare they? How dare they show kindness? And I said, no, what you're angry at is not the kindness that they're showing. What you're angry at is the lack of kindness that they showed to others. I personally was arrested in, during the George Floyd protests. I was filming arrests that were taking place and a police officer knocked me to the ground uh, for absolutely no reason and, and not have an arrest record. <laughs> And all I was doing was filming, and they didn't show me kindness, and they didn't show any kindness at the Capitol building when Black Lives Matter protests were happening. That's what we're angry at, but we shouldn't confuse that. We shouldn't conflate that with the, the kindness. I, I think that what we actually saw yesterday, if, if you look at it through a very specific light, what we saw was a, a great deal of kindness on the, on the part of the police officers, and we should be praising them in, in a certain light. I, I, I think we should be saying, look, th that's how they should be treating everybody. But here's the thought, though. Is that how they should be treating people if they're taking over the Capitol building, which is kind of seen as our 
it's a sacred a sacred place right, like where, where democracy happens like it's not like a statue you're asking me should they be treating them with basic human kindness basic human decency that's what i'm asking i think yes i think no matter what we have to keep that at, at highest priority so now it does basic human decency is it is that basic human decency if for example i was saying before when they first broke in you know some of the cops were being trampled they were being uh they had the uh What's the thing called? The, the the barriers that they were throwing over them, kind of like on their backs and all that. So what do you think about that? Because my thought is like, is if somebody's hitting me in the head, me letting them, me letting them hit me isn't necessarily basic human decency. You know what I mean? At a certain point, me stopping them and kind of fighting them off is like, you know. Uh, Only that, natural. That's what you're going to do. So, but I'm, I, I love that you said that. I'm not, I'm not saying this to disagree with you necessarily. I'm saying this no, to No, I like, get you. I get you. So, I, to, to see where you're coming from. To answer from. your question, I think that basic human decency, if you don't extend it to your worst of enemies, you're not doing it right. You know, in the Bible, and these people talk about the Bible a lot, and, you know, my uh, father and mother are actually both pastors. They're co-pastors. Oh, my, yeah. My, my grandparents were both ministers. Yeah. Wow. Mine is mine as well. My grandparents as well. Um, have a church here in Brooklyn and one of the things in the Bible that it says is uh, you know Jesus he says if they strike you on the cheek to literally turn the other cheek and let them strike you on that cheek and what's crazy is that people take the turn the other cheek to mean like if they strike you on the cheek just turn the other cheek so they like miss you know what I'm saying? That's what I feel like people interpret, turn the other cheek. Here's the train. Um, you know, I feel like that's how people interpret turn the other cheek. But it actually literally does mean to turn the other cheek and let them hit you on that cheek. Now, that is a strategy that doesn't go with what how most people feel, I, I feel like. And in this situation, you know, I feel like a lot of people are outraged because of the care that they were treated with when the the uh, crime that they were committing, the action they were committing. It was treason. It was literally treason. Yeah. By, it, by most definitions, it was treason, terrorism, sedition. There's laws against that. They were breaking the law. Yes, it was treason. It was terrorism. And they expected to be protected. I suppose by their whiteness and their privilege, and they they expected to be protected. Now, a lot of them said that they were ready to die. I, I die. I, I I heard about different ones who had Facebook posts. Their last Twitter post was they were literally ready to die and all this stuff. I, but I, but let's never forget that these are these are ordinary people who were catastrophically misled. These are not villains. These are not these are not monsters. These are not animals. These are not gun-toting maniacs. I mean, some of them are, but some of us are too. <laughs> let's let's be fair. Right. These are these are sad people who are fighting for what they think is right. And in a way, what they did was actually a controversial statement coming up. What they did was actually very patriotic. They they were completely misinformed. But to stand up for what you think is right and to 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 go so far as to storm the Capitol building part in my language in order to to write what you think is a 
a massive political wrong, that's kind of admirable. And the fact that they were, were compelled to do that for, for one man's um, ego is the tragedy. The tragedy is not that they did it. The tragedy is why. You know, I was saying before that, before you were here, my biggest issue with it was that they did it and now that shot was shot. So the next time someone tries to do it for the right reasons, for example. It delegitimizes. The, 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 the government is, my phone's going off. The government is um, better at defending it, right? So uh, my, my main thought with it is, you know, their cause, their strategy, there were no demands. Um, there was no course of action. It, that's at that point, it kind of felt more so like uh, terrorism, simply because there were no actual hmm. d demands, and you know. Uh, but this leads to a, a stronger moral question, I guess, which is why why do terrorists do the things they do? They don't right. do it because they're bored. Right they do it because they see a massive injustice that needs to be corrected by any means necessary. So, while I don't support their actions, I think we have to extend this philosophy of basic human decency to the, to the extent as best we can, to, to the, our deepest enemies. I hear what you're saying. Maybe and, you disagree. And, and you know what? I, I agree. I think that we should find ways to spread love to our enemies. Now, yeah. as far as praising what they did, I can't do that because it was so deeply rooted in racism, in hate, in bigotry. Because, uh, again, I'm not against taking over the Capitol. I've actually been someone who's been <laughs> low-key trying to do that. <laughs> And I was a part of Occupy City Hall protests and uh, several others, so I'm not saying it so much about that as it was um, and my my issue again is more so with the government. One that they let it get this bad. Oh yeah. You know, two with their response. I mean, how like I don't think those group of people should ever be able to take over the United States Capitol. Maybe insert country here Capitol, but not the United States Capitol. Especially with all the surveillance and all the technology we have on that front. I don't think that that should be, I don't see how that's possible. In fact, there were reports that a lot of flights to DC from some of these places were being canceled ahead of it. There were reports that they did like certain things to like stop people. But how did this happen? If they knew, they had to know. So how did they not stop it? Uh, you know, so my issue is more so always with the government and the authorities. But um, yeah, I don't, and I'll say this too. I think the protest in, uh, was it Michigan? The state capital that they took over? Uh, Minnesota? Huh? Minnesota? It was Minnesota? Somebody can confirm that, but I think it was Minnesota. I was reading an article yesterday. It was Minnesota. So when they took over that state capital, that to me, I felt like was important. 
And I, I said before that I felt like that was important because I don't think the people should just take what the government says and do it. I think that there should be, we have, with a country of, of over 330 million people, there should be dissent and all of these things. And this is a very small group of people who did it. But I think that that was important to the even levels that the George Floyd protests went to because it was kind of like at a time when it's like stay at home, stay at home, people come out and protest, you know. And get, thank God they did. Right, right. We, we like, and we have to keep that up. Um, so, but, and also, you know what? I'm going to double down. I'm going to let the train go by and I'm going to, because I had to think through your statement. I had to actually think through your statement and, uh, the more I think it through, I think that state capital takeover was very important too because who knows what this leads to, what other takeovers this leads to in a, in a for a more progressive movement. You know, um, I think hopefully this is, inspires us to do that. And people are saying like, oh, you know, if they were black, they would have did this and they would have did that. Maybe they would have. Likely they would have. Um, but let's find out. At a certain point, it's like, hey, you know, if that's what it is, let's find out. Or let's have the first line of defense be a bunch of people that look like the Trump supporters. And that's not fair. <laughs> that's that's just not fair. It's true, but it's not fair that if, if they were... If there was the Black Lives Matter protest, it would not. They they would have been shot trying to get into the Capitol building. Um, I think that's true. But so, what do you do when that unfairness is in your lap? Uh, what do you do when when that? Life isn't fair. It's never going to be fair. So, you know. Okay, it, but does it end with that platitude? We can fight for fairness, but it's not going to be fair. And and things not being fair shouldn't stop us from fighting for what's right, from keeping it going. Um, so I think that we can do that. I'm so glad to talk to you, Ben. This has been amazing. Uh, it's been very nice to talk to you. And I hope that if and when you are in a position of power, you will just remember that these are real human beings with real lives who have been watching the wrong network. Definitely. They've been... They've been horribly misguided and misled that's the crime definitely you're uh, not gonna the, yeah. the senators and congressmen who have who have been complicit in um in propagating these lies and saying well let's just humor them let's just let's just sort of let it keep going as an experiment um and so uh, the last thing i want to say is that this is giving me a lot of optimism what happened yesterday because we flipped the senate part of my language again but we flipped the senate yay can i get an amen Definitely, like, I'm happy about that. Like the the cabal of crazy people who have decided that global warming isn't real and that more money belongs in in um, politics and all that. They're not in charge anymore. They don't get to veto absolutely everything that happens anymore. Like the, you know, the, that's a positive. That's the main takeaway from yesterday, is that things are going to change and that what we saw yesterday was not a ferocious sort of lion's roar, but more like a uh, death rattle. I feel that I, I love I'm optimistic I, about it. I love that you're optimistic and I wish more people had your type of viewpoint of optimism 
instead of every time something like this, they feel like depressed and feel like down about it and know that, hey, sometimes to get to that good place, you gotta go through some stuff. To get to where you wanna get to, you gotta go through some some stuff. So, you know, the more- And don't listen to anybody who tells you like, uh, that you should be divided against other people, that you should consider everybody else, like all those people who live in the South, like they're an enemy. Right. that they're monsters, inhuman. They're not. And, you know, so I would just hope that if and when you're in a position of power, that you would remember that, that these are real people who who believe in something. Even if it's not what we believe in, they believe in something really strongly. They love their country. They love their, their ideals. And we should be reaching out to them, not alienating them. At this yeah. time, especially now more than ever, we have to undergo a massive deprogramming to, to undo the brainwashing that they've been going through the last four or five, Definitely. six, ten years. Definitely, and and I, and I I hope that you would I hope that you would help with that, and I I really wish you the best of luck with that mission of of bringing the country together, not tearing them apart. If that's your mission, definitely. Thank you. And do you have is, is that your mission? Like, do you, is that what you want to do? Like, bring people together under the guise of, or not guise, but under the under the, um, under the mission of like universal love and just unequivocal like like we have to extend this love and peace, the power of love and peace to everybody. Literally, that's what I was saying right before you got up. Yeah. And, th and that is something that's super important to us. And that's one of my biggest issues that I have with a lot of the democratic politicians that get in power and get in place. And even though their policies might be something I, I agree with, their methods of doing it and their methods of staying in power is something I have a big issue with which is fear and division is their main tactic because it's a strong, powerful tool that they use. So I appreciate you being here. Thank you. Thank you so much. And, and, and that's a positive, um, it's a positive outlook. Thank you, Ben, for being on the Paperboy Prince podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, one love. Feel free to stop by sometime. Yeah. Thank you. But it was really nice to meet you. I, I really appreciate this conversation. Ha, <laughs> paper, yeah. It's our time. Can I get a... It's our time. Hey! Thank you so much, Ben. Thank yes, thank you. One love. Have paper, yeah. It's our time. Okay, we're back. We had uh, a couple guests. It was very interesting. Um, we have Stefano here now, who's uh, a member of the podcast, so you're not a random guest off the street. Um, and I don't want to refer to our guests as random guests off the street, but that's what that's what some of them are. Yeah, I do. That's <laughs> so, um, what did you what did you think about uh, that? I'm I'm curious because you got to see both. Um, I thought it was super interesting and a little surreal that we sat down to do kind of like a test interview, and immediately people started lining up to talk to us, which was like a, a little bit of the concept we had in mind for this podcast interview real people on the street, hear about the issues, their concern from real people. But immediately we got two interviews and, and there's more people that want to come back and all that. So it was really uh, just eye-opening how motivated people are to talk about what's going on, I guess especially because of yesterday, not just the Capitol, but as our second guest mentioned, uh, the Georgia election is... Some, that's very interesting that is that's one of the most very... important things in u.s history and it got overshadowed by the unfortunate events at the capitol but uh, i think it's even more of an important reason why we're here making this podcast which was already scheduled 
This wasn't like a special right, thing. Right, we popped up and did that, yeah. Uh, but more so than ever, I think it's important to talk to people and, and yeah, and spread this message that you're uh, kind of going on, so. So now the question begins. We have a Democratic president. We got the Senate. Will they actually get stuff done? They're saying now that um, Joe Manchin is the most powerful person in America, or at least, you know, in, in the government, because he's the most conservative uh, of the Democratic members. Uh, so I guess there's certain people that could throw a wrench in it and just, you know, derail a certain issue. But to answer your question, I think we're going to get a lot of things done from, you know, $15 minimum wage, legalizing marijuana, healthcare, fixing, fixing our trains, like federally, you think so? all sorts of things, but also maybe holding accountable people that have uh, committed serious abuses of power in the past few years, you know, actually having checks and balances in government. I think there's a, a lot that's going to be accomplished with the Democrats having three branches of government. But with Joe Biden as president. Sure. Sure. Do you think that he is motivated to actually do that or he's more so going to be like coast that because that's the thing. Are they going to push for that? And you even see how the yeah. current Democratic members of Congress are, how they've handled the pandemic. You know, they they haven't been they have tried to push certain things through, but they haven't been that. Um, yeah, coming. I, I see what you're asking. I, I think the progressives on the left have really pushed sort of the centrist establishment people. Uh, a lot of the things that people said was crazy about Bernie Sanders policies in 2016, 2015 are mainstream ideas that are being voted into law now. Uh, but um, as far as, I don't wanna say I believe Joe Biden, but I think everyone's tired of the last four years. See, my fear is that it'll just be <clears throat> it's better than Trump instead of it being actually getting things done that actually help the people. You're right. You're very right. You know what I mean? I feel like it'll just be like, it's better than Trump. And then it's just like, okay, that is what it is. And like, it won't be, I would love to be wrong. I would love to be wrong. And for it to be like, we get healthcare for all past. Yeah. A real version of it, you know, like a real version of some type of Medicare for all. I think we're, closer than ever to being able to get those things done. I'm not saying I'm optimistic, but I think we are as close as we can be in this moment in history to accomplishing something. And you know what? I agree. I agree. We'll, we'll have to do this more. We'll, we'll, we'll have to do this more. Um, okay. I'm, I'm pretty cold. I know you all have to probably very be cold, cold too. <laughs> but... They should like and subscribe and review the podcast. Yes, definitely. Like, subscribe, review the podcast on iTunes. It's going to be up there. Shout out to Not Safe Media. They're helping us get all up there, and we're going to make that happen. We're going to clean up the Paperboy YouTube as well. We got the community fridge here. If you want to support that, 1254 Myrtle Avenue, you can drop off food, give it, or you can donate to our GoFundMe. You can donate to our campaign, uh, which we're getting the links up for all of that. And uh, what else is an important thing to say? Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> the love gallery is open now, 12 to 7. So come out, support, show love. Much needed. Um, New York City, you know, it's, it's not cheap, so much needed. Ha uh, <laughs> paper, yeah. It's our time. I think this was a success. I think first one is a success. It's amazing. On that note, I'm gonna I'm gonna go inside and warm up. One love. It's our time, Brooklyn. We did it. Hey. Hey. Hey.